My name is Megan. I won't tell you my last name, mostly because I hate the Family Guy references. Animorphs has helped me find friends throughout my entire life. I bonded with my oldest friend in middle school because of a love for Animorphs. Is anyone really surprised I have an Animorphs podcast? back to Minds at York, our bi-weekly Animorphs recap podcast. That sounds about right. How you guys doing? Good. How about you? I'm Good. Alex. I'm Megan. That's right. I should introduce myself. I'm also Tim. Hello. <laughs> Great. I was really Perfect. hoping you were going to say, I'm also Alex, and that would have been so good. <laughs> How you doing, boys? Good. Uh, pretty good, yeah. yeah. I hear you guys got some sun. Were you Did afraid? that happen? Did, was that that it was that yeah. big light thing in the sky. It happened. Oh, the death ball. Yes. Yeah, no. Did the yeah, whole the city get a little scared? Out. My uh, mother called me to warn me. She was excited. That was a strange response to me. Um, I started singing that Beatles song at her. Here comes the sun. I run for your life. That happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was out for like a day and a half. It was bad. And then it went away again. That's and that's good. Yes. I, I was at work for that day and a half, so I completely missed all of this. You yeah. did not do the call out sick because you need vitamin D. I think no. that is a perfectly accept- acceptable reason to call out from work. Yeah, no. Did you call out from work saying you needed vitamin C and singing the vitamin C classic vacation from the Pokemon 2000 soundtrack? Shut up. Is that a real thing? Yes. <laughs> the only vitamin, vitamin C song I know is the graduation song. So Vacation played in the short that preceded the movie, Pikachu's Vacation. <laughs> I remember it is, Pikachu's Vacation. I don't remember this song. It is on that soundtrack that was that one song that I think was maybe the only song with lyrics in the movie other than the theme. But then a bunch of Pokemon-inspired music, including Weird Al doing a polka version of the Poké Rap, singing the names of all the Pokemon. All right. The big question. Hey, there are, are new parties? Pokemon this week. The the water one. The water one. That's the correct answer. No. The chameleon. The the question is <laughs> that is on everybody's mind. It's the fact <laughs> that Detective Pikachu has a PG thirteen rating. So how much money are you putting on that Pikachu definitely says the word fuck? Uh I mean, we've already got a hell in the trailer. See, I don't so. think that's really a hell. He says hell on the trailer. Yeah, you have to edit the trailer for commercials. Well. It's not the first time that's happened. True. My point is there is record on an official twi- on an official YouTube channel of Pikachu saying hell. That is very true. And that counts in my book. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be in like a, a very, a, a, you know, Pikachu sees a female Pikachu and he's like, hey, you're down to fuck? See... The PG-13 rating, it cannot be related to sex. Oh. Okay, so here's here's how this works out. My initial reaction is that there is a 0% chance of this, 
which means given my prediction <laughs> rating, there's now a 100% chance yeah. of this. Okay. So. The real secret to the secret is that Tim is the anti-secret. Yeah. You can't just put something into the world. You have to get Tim to put the opposite into the world. Yes, that's it. Fascinating. All right. It. I'm going to eventually ask Tim for the lotto number so that I know not to pick. To be fair, I don't know that knowing one set of numbers not to pick is helpful. But see, I'll be like... It's better odds than you had before, I guess. So I have this weird thing where I I win contests quite a bit and at random. So like this radio station in this city that we're all from, I've won their contest three times. I won $1,000 three times. What? Um, Yeah. And... And they called me five times. One time I missed because I was in the shower. One time because I missed I was in a job interview. But I did win it three times. And I won Backstreet Boys tickets from them. And tickets to a party. Anyways, but it's not just that radio station. This past year, I, or actually maybe I guess it was two years ago, I went to a an adult prom. And uh, we had a um, raffle. And I only bought two tickets. And both tickets won something. So... Yeah, that's unreal. So, I am convinced I'm going to one day win the lottery. It's going to be the day I'm like, Tim, here's two sets of numbers. Pick one. Here's what you do. You get Tim to generate the numbers for a lottery ticket. Then you take his numbers and you subtract them from the maximum value for each possible number. Ooh. Ooh. Then add one back because it's one to whatever and not zero to whatever. And then you use the the difference between his numbers and the maximum value for each number you can pick. You know we're exactly. going to do this like immediately when we get off the podcast. I mean, I have the to real know news if this is, works now. if this works out, any money I, w- I win will actually be shared with you guys. Yes. So. No. I'm, yeah. Well, so I'll now that everybody's figured numbers. out why the podcast will be ending after this episode. <laughs> it will not. It will most definitely not. We'll go weekly if we're <laughs> true. And now you know why the podcast suddenly was coming out every other day. It's kind of crazy. Uh, That's weird. Somebody secretly commissioned new Animorphs books uh, and bought the rights from Scholastic to that is actually get movies produced. That is the first thing I would probably do. Actually, that's not the first thing I would do, but it is definitely on my list of things that I would do, <laughs> is to get those rights back from Scholastic. So, and give them back to the rightful owner. I would not keep them. Yeah. So. But. We could get, like, an EP credit on. Oh, don't whatever. worry. I will be on set. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I will be like, how are we going to get Aiden Gallagher in this movie? Because it's happening. That's the one condition. <laughs> you can have the rights back, but Aiden Gallagher is already attached. He can play Visitor 3 for all I care. I don't care. He can be whoever he wants to be, but he is in this movie slash TV show. Hey, I have already cast him perfectly, yes. and we can't say who until we get further along for fear of spoiling him. Yes. So oh, that's why I don't know what's going on in this conversation. Oh, yeah, this happened. So if you're in our discord, we do have a future spoiler chat where we did have a very long conversation about where we're going to cast Aiden Gallagher. And eventually we will let Tim in on that. Also, you know who Aiden Gallagher is, right? I don't. Oh, number five on Umbrella yes. Academy. Oh, OK. I do now. Yeah. All right. So watch Umbrella Academy. Yeah. So this week we read number Animorph 16. The yes. warning. Yes. It is narrated by Jake. Yes. And Tim's going to give us a recap. Okay. I'll give you a recap. 
Um, this week's recap, or this Fortnite's recap, is brought to you by The Extra Dimension. Technology has changed a lot since 1997, and we're not just talking <laughs> about security cameras that the Yerks forget to use, or Jonathan Taylor Thomas having more than 20 websites about him. Trying to keep up with the ways technology is influencing society can be exhausting. But not to worry. Once a month, The Extra Dimension explores the ways of... The ways that technology intersects with the other parts of our lives. Look for the extra dimension in your favorite podcast player or at thenexus.tv. Welcome to the heart of the convergence. And as always, next week's sponsorship spot is open to the first person who tweets on Twitter. Who is not Ian. You officially have hit two. We're going to give you a break <laughs> for a little while. Though we love you dearly. Yes. Part of uh, the convergence is my convergence is my favorite sci-fi adaptation of a novel about colonialism I and madness. Don't know if that's real or not. Heart of Darkness. Oh, I hate Heart of Darkness. Yeah, me too. But and no, Heart of Heart of the Convergence is not a real sci-fi novel. So well, I can't really TM 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 because that came out of his ad copy. Damn it, Ian, you bested me again. <laughs> All right, here's the recap. Jake goes online and searches Yerk. He finds a webpage with some info, both right and wrong. The gang logs into a chat on the site. They're not sure who to trust. They're going to break into Web Access America's office. They're going to morph flies and catch a plane to get there. They relocate a dirty diaper to guide them to the plane. They morph in the bathroom and are seen. Tobias ends up in an interesting position. They get on the plane, and Jake gets swatted. The gang carries Jake to the bathroom of safety. They travel to the WAA headquarters and tag along on a tour. A quick moral discussion, and it's time to plan a distraction. Axe and Marco steal info, while the rest of the gang morph to large animals to draw attention. Finister was the founder of, or is the founder of WAA, was in the chat room. Jake is worried about the trip home, but makes it and has dinner with the family. The group decides to raid Finister's mansion, then help Little Gump on Monday. They morph birds and attempt to enter a window, and Rachel is captured. Rachel gets zapped and is unconscious. Axe gets shot and captured by a dog. Jake makes a plan, and they head to the gardens. Jake gets a rhinomorph, and makes his own path into the mansion. Chaos ensues, rhino destruction, and guard shooting at birds indoors. They switch to standard combat morph. Gotta get Rachel and Axe to demorph soon. Finister is Esplin 9466, a twin yerk. He's twin to 3, who had declared him a traitor. He's making Candrona bars out of Yerks. Jake makes a deal with Finister to get back his friends. Cassie doesn't like it. Cassie skips school to go check on Gump. Jake finds her. After a while, the group seems to return to their kind of normal. And that was book 16. And, and I'm not the only one that yelled out Soylent Green. When they found out about the Candrona bars, was I? Uh, nope. That is, in fact, my note. Silent yep. Green is Yerks. Yep. That's, that's the only thing I could think of is Charlton Heston being pulled out. 
yelling that. And this week, Charlton Heston will play Vister. Well, instead of Vister Three, Vister Three's twin. There you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. A lot happens in this stupid book. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It was it was a it was a real page turner. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm not being like a a smartass when I say that. Like it was legit. Like I had to know what was going to happen next. So I have a question for everyone before we we jump into the Animorphs fight AOL. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what was everybody's online life like at this point, or eh, around school age, when, when you were younger, at like peak, peak early internet? So okay, this this is going to mean a different thing for me than it is you guys. Yeah, Just going to point fine. that out there. Yep. Go, go ahead, Meg. So I was thinking about this because when this book came out, I couldn't have been much older than Gump. So this is like pre-AOL Messenger days. And AOL had some serious parental locks on it. So Gump being able to go in these chat rooms at nine years old is not a thing. Like, his parents would have locked that shit down. Unless he was like me and knew his dad's password and thus created like a super secret logon that all me and my sisters used. Because my dad had put so many parental locks on. That was my online life. Do you think Yerk Dad would have been concerned about parental locks for his son? Do you think Mom is Yerk Mom? Well, I don't know. That's a good question, too. But I remember early. I mean, I remember reading this book and immediately going to Google. Well, it wasn't Google. It was Ask G's, I guess. Yeah. And being like, Yerks. And of course, is anything Animorphs related. Yeah. There are, today, about 56,800 results if you search Yerk on Google. That sounds low. Yeah. The first one is Seropedia. The entry for Yerk. That makes sense. That yeah. is the Animorphs Wikipedia. It's wonderful. Tim, how about you? Um, okay, so... My... You're older, so you used CompuServe, we know. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> like, computers, when yeah. I w- first introduced to them, were all about finding shareware games. Like, I didn't talk to people online. Like, online chat rooms weren't a thing for me. Uh, I played with my friends. Uh, we played Command & Conquer Red Alert and Quake. I played and, Quake. And, yeah. Um, so we would log into direct games. But, like, in terms of, like, interacting with the rest of the world, that wasn't that wasn't a thing for me. It was all about finding free video games. I don't remember chat rooms being only ten words. Yeah, that there was There were... Too. I remember... In some character counts but it wasn't that low in early ones they would get broken up kind of like if you sent a text message that was too long on older cell phones yeah it would get broken up it was definitely like back when transmission loads were really really low um at the time this book came out i probably was not using the internet for much more than like Looking up Power Rangers news, or where to find Beanie Babies. Oh yeah, definitely Beanie Babies. Um, now, by the time the series was over, that would have been around when I was using it for more like Pokemon-related information, and like video game walkthroughs and things like that. And around, what, what year did the series end? Do you know that off the top of your head? 99 or 2000. Okay, so it would have been a little after that when I was, like, helping run Pokemon roleplay websites and 
uh, providing lists of cards to Pokemon, trading card game news websites and things like that. So uh, a a few episodes ago, Alex had made a, a comment about how our Discord felt like an old school chat room. <laughs> yes, and then uh, like. At the moment that I read the part where they describe a chat room as a bunch of people talking and not listening, I could not help. I think it was about a day before that Alex had made the comment that there were so many of us talking in the Discord. And that was the exact <laughs> And I was like, I wonder if he read that and made that comment or if that just happened at the same time for me. Nope. I read it two days ago. It was it was exactly what you were talking about before. It is. It, it makes me very happy. Yeah. Actually. I don't know if it was the theremin comment. Or oh god, the damn thing! <laughs> it was something I guess random that I had, and and I just happened to be on at the same time a bunch of people were, and it ended up with a lot of crosstalk. I've got to say that speaking of like then and now, uh, Rachel is a futurist. She gave the perfect the perfect description of the internet. She did. A mix of truth and lies is like the definition of the internet. Rachel said. Equal parts reality and delusion. Yep. This is too real. Yep. And of course, K. Applegate's thoughts on the internet at the time aligned more with Cassie's. I don't know how they are now because I know she's done like Reddit Q and A's, and yeah. I know her oldest child is um, very tech savvy, and I believe was coding very young, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm yeah. not sure if. Um, K's views have changed since or not, but uh, any inconsistencies with the internet, I can definitely give see going to that. Yeah. Um. I I I, I will say while we're early on, while we're in the chat room bit in that business, uh, I love there is a clue in this. When I messaged Meg about this. Uh, when I oh, got yeah. to it, there is a clue in this that tells us very on that Fidey seven 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 is up to something. Tim, I'm going to torture you. Yeah, nope. Any idea? Nope. All right. Does the name Charles J. Sofor mean anything to you? It does not. Sofor, as in an Andalite trainer who taught Elfanger to fight. Was it really? Yes. The name oh, of no. I the name that Fidey gives the name that Fidey gives to add to the list of known Yerks that they're putting together in the chat room is the name of an Andalite fighter. <laughs> like an no. Andalite yeah. I completely missed that. And I got to that I'm like I know the name so far from somewhere. Meg, where was it? <laughs> it was one of the Andalites, right? Yeah. Okay. This dude is up to something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's got to be, like, foreshadowing and not just a weird coincidence, right? No, it's got to be, like, he's like, okay, I've got to come up with with the names of people to to set my honeypot up. (laughs) Oh, let's just use not a real person. Let's use an Andalite. Yeah. Yeah, because he's definitely been around long enough. He would know that name. And so far was well enough known that, yeah. I like it. I was going to ask what your usernames were, but as we discussed off air, you guys both have boring usernames. But I am very yeah. curious, does Jake have a lot of usernames? 
Jake does not strike me as someone who has ever in his life changed his username. Okay, yeah, but I agree with that. Prior Marcos. to making twenty-four points. <laughs> oh, Marco has like twenty accounts. Yeah, I, I believe he probably changes his daily. Yes. Marco Marco in twenty nineteen runs some sort of like Twitter troll farm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And gets a lot of money for it too. Yeah. I do like Jake's response to to the faux Cassie Marco. Yes, email. that was very good. While I am poking fun at Marco for being uh problematic, I'm just gonna jump forward real quick so I can have all this done and out of my system. When you count money in billions, you can buy anything, Marco said, proving that Marco would absolutely do this to be very rich. Including happiness. Assuming that your idea of happiness involves a private jet, supermodels on your own, and this is not aged well, Papa John's Pizza Restaurant down in the basement. Yeah, of all the yeah. pizza places. Someday we will find Marco has gotten indicted for tampering with federal elections. Oh, God. Um... There is also just inconsistencies in Marco's character in this book compared to last, which I I know I didn't catch as a kid, and because we're reading them so close together is probably the only reason. But last book, it was Marco who was freaking out and like trying to get Jake to convince him that that things weren't going to change. Yeah, and it is a complete reverse this book, and Marco is just a cynical asshole about it. Is it possible, though, that that's a function of the perspective shifting? Because we've talked about, like, how they see each other changes. Or how each of them is presented based on who's narrating and how they see each other. Maybe this is a part of that. Like, both of them are freaking about this, and each of them looks to the other for stability. Yeah, that's, that's probably the part that I enjoy most about these books, is that that how one person sees... And it's the same way we talked about how Tobias sees Marco... Mm-hmm. Versus how Jake sees Marco versus how Marco sees Marco is the most interesting sort of part of this book series to me, you know, seeing how deep one character is and how shallow they can appear to other people. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that Marco was actually being cynical and just doesn't have the emotional oh, capability to be. I, I'm sure he is at least partially cynical because he's kind of a cynical character. Yeah. But it's just you don't get like the thought behind it True. what is being said i guess and it's it sort of and the same thing you get that filter of of how jake sees him jake sees him as just the guy that makes jokes whereas that's not how he would see himself yeah. or maybe it yeah. is but that's not him being honest with himself i guess i just think it's interesting that's so close together that that happened yeah. and that the reactions were fairly different so yeah 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 it would be interesting to see like if you could get a marco book out of context like the same story written but from somebody else's viewpoint to see how it would change his character also and i guess that you could apply that to any of them yeah yeah we also get maybe the first potential rachel marco shipper of uh anyone not to say there are plenty of people that ship Rachel and Marco nowadays. Trust me, I hear about them frequently. <laughs> but this is the first time in canon that it's more hinted at. Because um, Jake makes a comment that essentially, like, 
is this foreplay or is this you guys really hating each other? I actually have a note on this paragraph, but it was for a completely different reason. <laughs> what was your note? It was, I've never related to Jake more in my life <laughs> in the right. second sentence of this paragraph. I need on, to hear I'll, this I'll, paragraph because okay, I think okay. I know what we're talking about, but yeah. I did not read it that way. Do you, uh, do you mind if I read it, Meg? Go right ahead. Yeah, okay. So the the it begins like this. Marco and Rachel have a strange sort of relationship. I haven't figured out whether they pretend they can't stand each other, but secretly like and admire each other, or if they really just can't stand each other. I'm not good <laughs> at understanding subtle human behavior. I kind of rely on Cassie for that. I, like, I have yeah. that sentence written in my notes, and I was like, yep, it me. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I didn't take like and admire as romantically. I just take it as they mutually respect each other. I, but I think you could read that kind of a little bit both ways. Yeah. I mean, um, I will grant that, yes, that is possible. I personally cannot yeah. because Marco and Cassie make negative sense together. Marco and Rachel. Marco and Rachel. Yeah. Make negative sense together. I mean, I'm going to remind you that Jonathan Taylor Thomas Standen is short and cute, and Marco is also short and cute. <laughs> Not according to Rachel, only according to her little sister. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, but I can definitely see that. And I could also see how you could land at polar ends of that conversation. I think I lean a little more towards uh, towards Alex's side on that one. I can understand that. But I think it's just because I've heard Megan talk so much about uh, Rachel and Tobias. My first OTP, what can I say? Yeah. I do have I, to say, as much as I adore you, I don't think I would make you the leader of our group. I don't think I would do that. Oh, do no. <laughs> oh, no. That would be a poor decision. <laughs> <laughs> which there are plenty of in this book tim snap judgment right now do we go fight the millionaire or do we save the kid literally let's pick the dumbest guy out of the four of us and we'll just hey what do we do oh this is gonna go this is gonna go poorly you didn't answer the question yeah. <laughs> now we're and all that's dead. how it would go in real life I would avoid. <laughs> that is very much the central theme of this book. Do we want to go into that now or kind of go over everything else first? It is your call. Yeah, we can go into it. All right, let's go into it. So Jake is really, really starting to struggle with his leadership role and his idea mm. of what a leader is. Mm -hmm. And I think our idea of a leader in the 90s is very different than it is in 2019. Um, but... For Jake, it is someone who shows no emotion, who is always calm, has to keep it together for the entire group, who has to make the tough decisions and live with it. And also as a 12-year-old child. I was waiting for a Scott Summers comment there, Alex. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> let me just read to you, it, it, divorced entirely from the, the <laughs> passages they're related to for the moment, my notes on this theme. Yes, please go ahead. Thanks, Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is... A big comic book dude. That is entirely probably where he got it from. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Jake has a low bar. And good job, Cassie. Jake, wanking hand gesture. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how I thought you would feel about all of that, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Jake bad. Jake's mom has got it going on. Yeah, Jake's mom's great. Yeah. Jake's mom's great. Mm -hmm. Um, Jake needs to just not be such a stoic idiot. 
And Cassie even basically says that the you don't have me fooled. I know what you're doing. Stop it. Snap out of it. You know what? I, the thing with the, the Jake stuff in this one, the decisions, this was the first time. Like, e- e- okay, so we've talked before about how I tend to fall on one side of these moral issues. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm reading a a book series like if it were to apply to real life it would be different mm-hmm. this was the first time where i read it and i was like i don't know what i would do yeah like this is I, you know he's talking about whether or not to leave this guy to live because he's killing yurks but he's also killing people and i'm like and he's got to get his friends back and i'm like i don't know what i would do like i i don't i don't this is the first time when i don't feel like in my heart like ah kill the yurks whatever <laughs> like i don't that's a tough one so this one i i really like I really like got into this one hard towards the end when it was, you know, trying to figure out if fin- Finister was a yerk or if he was somebody on their side. And then Jake's having to decide what to do with the group and Jake failing. And Well, I like, mean, at the risk of sounding like cheaty, this is the trolley problem. This is the trolley problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's. And for anybody that I, doesn't I, watch The Good Place. <laughs> or, you know, hasn't taken philosophy 101. Yes. <laughs> The trolley problem is essentially you have a trolley going one way and if it goes that way, the path that it's on, it's going to end up killing one person. No, it's going to end up killing a lot of people. And if you... It'll kill six people you don't know. Right. Or you can divert it to kill one person that you do know. And when that one person is a nine-year-old child, it's hard. But it's like my mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. Stop that. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Oh, poor kid. Um, <laughs> the, the the guy in the chat room named Go Vikes. I was like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, that might be, that might be Ian. Yeah, I thought <laughs> about Ian too. <laughs> I think Ian actually posted about that. <laughs> I mean... Between Go Vikes and Minnesota Max, we're getting some real like, like that region love, aren't we? We really some real are. Minnesota love. Maybe we should rethink where where we think you're located. Also, Minnesota love sounds like a strange big love spinoff. <laughs> it does. It's like, well, it's season seven of this. We don't know what to do. Let's retitle it and move everyone to somewhere colder. I don't particularly want to go down the route of do you think Jake did the right thing or not, but. We've got a lot of Jake decisions that go poorly here. Mm-hmm. He, let's say, almost gets Tobias killed, but no, Tobias doesn't almost get killed. He just ends up in the toilet. <laughs> um, <laughs> he almost gets himself killed in the most, like, horrific way. I mean, his guts are everywhere. They are literally picking him up piece yeah. by piece. and like Which I'd, I'd like to point out, that really is his own fault. You should know animals should never fly United. This is very true. I shouldn't laugh because United has done some horrible shit. As soon as he get, as soon as he says we can take United or Northwest, I'm like, take Northwest or this is gonna go very badly, my dude. Yep. I liked Northwest. Uh. R.I.P. <laughs> um how is the bug how how is United one of the big four? They sacrifice dogs regularly. Stop. I mean they do, but stop. It's actually part of some sort of arcane ritual to stay in business. God. I want to laugh, but it, it's just so not good. And also too plausible in 2019. <laughs> I mean, yes. 
I came into that a lot, by the way. I've got another one here, just as an aside, where they're talking about possible yerks, according to this chat room. The president, Cassie read, yeah, right, and the vice president, <laughs> speaker of the house, chief justice of the Supreme Court, good grief, uh, John Tesh, Snoop Dogg, the Spice Girls. <laughs> Marco says, eh, they suck, but I don't know if they're controllers. <laughs> I could definitely buy at least three of those political figures as being jerks right now. Yeah, it, I expected this book to be more outdated. and I mean, granted, most of the technology is. But it still hits very well. Like, I yeah. really expected us to get into this book and laugh at how ridiculous it was from the technology. It was not expecting such a moral dilemma book that, that we were really already starting to fall down the... Fuck, Jake, are you a good leader or not? No. Um, but who else would you want to make these decisions in this group? Rachel. No. I mean, Rachel is going to think rash and big fights. Well, that I know, but I would like to read that. I mean, like, I, that's... <laughs> Tobias, he's the one who studied military history. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But the argument there could be that is Tobias still considered a human? I don't think that matters here. Yeah. Um, Axe could make the calls. Axe is going to do whatever he can to stop the Yerks and sacrifice. It doesn't care how many humans he sacrifices. That's fair. Yeah, I vote Tobias. Um, what do you think Axe would think of smartphones? You know, I have a note here that so they, they, they do the Western Union thing. When they fly down, uh -huh. fly up to wherever it is. And I was like, well, that's that's actually pretty good thinking. Like, wire yourself some money. Then I thought about it. I'm like, if they had cell phones and they morphed flies and went on a plane, what would they do to get their cell phones down there? Because you know they would want to. They'd want to take the cell phones with them. No, they wouldn't because they could be tracked. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But you would still that's need true. a burner somewhere. Yeah. You, I guess you'd just, like, wire but... yourself some money and go get a Go phone or something. Yeah. Uh. Um, you just buy a bunch of Walmart gift cards. Yeah. That um, you can't carry with you because you're a fly. Yeah, true. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't the Western Union an thing is actually the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was it's I, I read it and I was like, that's actually a really good call. Like, that is exactly how somebody should do it if this were really mm. happening. Because, I mean, you can't carry a credit card or a debit card yeah. so you can't really yeah. go into a bank you can literally take nothing with you huh. and that's off topic but no, yeah it's... i just thought it was a really good idea yeah x does the whole backwards humans thing again in this book which yeah. is what yeah. has me on the whole what would he think of smartphone things because he sees telephone as being more advanced than computer so is a telephone that is a computer Still more advanced than a landline telephone to an Andalite. That's really what I want to know. Yeah, I am curious yeah. as to why. It's not a progression that I can wrap my head around as being, like, more advanced. You know, books being more advanced than computers. Okay, it's the stability of the of the physical medium. I like, that's guess. The recurring thing. I mean, take the audio quality of a cell phone call and take the audio quality of a landline call, not a VOIP, but a legit landline. It's still night and day difference. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last That's time true. I was on a landline. 
I mean, I cannot have a conversation, for example, with my mother on the cell phone that doesn't eventually sound like she's wandered into a cave because she walks under one of the steel beams that runs through the building that she's in. Whereas on a landline, it's much clearer as a baseline, and also you don't have that. Yeah. That said, you could not pay me to have a landline. <laughs> I I will throw out there that a landline is smart to have, because when you call 911, it is a more pinpoint location. Just throwing that out there for anybody, that is the one argument for still keeping a landline. Especially because, so my parents live on the line of a, a county and so mm-hmm. if they call from their cell phone they end up getting the wrong county so yeah i can i can grok that yeah so we do get a technology lesson we get what cookies are yeah which explains why i've n- never could remember why i just know what cookies are on a computer <laughs> like like there's a lot because my my mom works in it i remember learning a lot of computer stuff from between her and my stepdad this is one of those things I was like, I don't know where this learned. Well, that explains why. I probably never asked them. And got the, you know, 25-minute <laughs> presentation. Um, I, I meant to look up these aliens because I'm really not this kind of nerd. But the aliens drawn on the website. There's the close encounter of a third kind. There's one from Deep Space Nine and one from Babylon 5. I've never watched Deep Space Nine or Babylon 5. I don't remember which ones were mentioned. Yeah, I got nothing here either. Yeah. One looks like a standard close encounters of the third kind type of alien, which I'm assuming. I mean, I think that's, that's just like your standard knot. gray alien. Yeah, that's yeah. the knot. Yeah, the other two Na-na-na-na. look like a <laughs> Cardassian. Yeah, yeah. Which Cardassians is... are pretty humanoid. They just have like some lines on their faces. I mean, I'm just laughing because it sounds so much like Kardashian. But oh, oh we is made that, that joke like, many a time. Is that Jerry Ryan's character? Is she a Kardashian? Does I she don't have lines think on her so. Face? No. Wait, was Jerry Ryan the robot? Wasn't she Seven of Nine or whatever? I, I don't know. I've bunch. never watched. Basically, I've never watched any Star Trek. It's from Deep Space Nine, guys. Yeah, she's a Borg. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't she's also, was... when I looked her up just now, she's not the person whose face I was picturing. So, And a Narn from Babylon 5. Now, I've never watched Babylon 5, okay. so I don't know. I don't get that one. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't have known a, Cardass- a Cardassian. Um, they are actually kind of similar to, to uh, what's Worf? Klingon. Kind of like Klingons, but different ridge patterns. Yeah. Sure. Um, same sort of idea. They're from the Alpha Quadrant. Okay. Um, I think I might, might have been thinking of Jerry Ryan on some other thing where she played an alien with, like, pink lines with little circular dots around them. Kind of like the patterns you see on those really poisonous octopi. Anyway, not a, not relevant. We get throwbacks to Andalite Chronicles. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I am still really curious how that entering back in the timeline goes, but I don't think it ever really truly gets answered. And apparently he never wanted to talk about that time, which is understandable. Yeah. You know? Can I tell you who my unsung hero of the book is? Yeah. Is it it's... the person who made me laugh the hardest? 
It might be. It's the person who made me laugh the hardest. Is the, it the... Well, go do ahead. It. No, you go. I, okay, you brought it up, you go. The random uh, Web Access America employee uh-huh. who's yep. watching the bear mop. <laughs> uh-huh. And who says, I'm not nuts. It's the bear who's nuts. <laughs> yes. That's yep. carpeted up there. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> that was my favorite line in the whole book. I laughed like, so hard. Yep. <laughs> that is the best line. I think that might be one of the best lines of the series. Yeah. I was like, that is my person. Whoever said that is my person. Like, that is the craziness that's happening right now. That's a carpeted floor. I loved it. Uh, While we're in the America Access Live or whatever building, I have another, well, they're fucked by cameras note. Yeah, I've. this is when I messaged and was like, we really need to just start up a, a section that's called, hey, what about security cameras? <laughs> they morphed in an elevator. Yeah. Elevators have cameras. Yeah. 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 Like, just watched a creepy movie that essentially bordered down to, hey, elevators have cameras and someone's probably watching them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. PSA, don't fool around in elevators. No, please don't. Or demorph. Yeah, like the honestly, more you know. The fact that Visitor Three <laughs> hasn't learned that they're handle or that they're, they're humans is so surprising because they do a lot of stupid things like this. Yeah. Okay, I have a theory here though. I think Visitor Three refuses to accept cameras. Yeah, you because said that. his brother is pro camera. Oh God! His brother knows. How helpful cameras could be. The reason, he argues, that Visser 3 has not chased him down is because some idiot human with a camcorder could manage to record it. That's true. Which also, yes, validates my theory that they don't want to see, they don't want to be seen on tape. Yeah, I just can't imagine that there's not a controller working the security room of the company that is run by uh, Yerk. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, Probably the biggest plot hole in the no, series is no, the actually, of the camera. I bet he probably does his best to keep the Yorks out, because he wouldn't want like some spy for his brother to come in. Sure, but uh, yeah, still absolutely. tell the Yurk in charge, like, hey, did you know those Andalites that they're looking for are humans? Oh, no, yeah, I'm betting his whole staff is human. Oh, of the company? You don't think there are any yeah. Andalites? Yeah, uh, any I, I, think, yeah I don't think there's I a bet single Yurk working for yeah. him. And you don't think Visitor 3's found a way to put Yerks in there? That is what I'm saying, yes. I think I think his brother is the smarter of the two of them. Because let's face it, Visitor 3 dumb. Visitor <laughs> yeah. 3 very dumb. <laughs> Clearly his brother is the smart one. Yeah. Also, it's it, he, he'd he been given less, so he had to work harder for whatever he had. So he probably is the smarter one just by life experience you know even if we're not talking about the what we've seen of Visser 3 and how we know he's dumb he had the harder go of it so is it wrong both of you Alex are you the oldest I am okay good so I'm not about to insult two people Jin is the youngest okay well I'm gonna go ahead and insult their younger ones um Visser 3 sounds like the younger sibling to me I thought the opposite. I thought he sounded like the older one. <laughs> okay. 
I, yeah, I, immediately I was like, well, Visser 3 was born first, and that's why <laughs> See, I went, like decided. Visser 3 is definitely the younger child. <laughs> I mean, it's the stupid twin thing of acting like a six-minute difference makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, it does. <laughs> I have two sets of twins. Would you like me to tell you all about it? <laughs> no, it does not make a difference. Okay, Other good. Than... I was going to say, no, no, I do not. <laughs> I was going to no but. <laughs> Other than very clearly, both older of the twins will lord that over the other twins. Yes. You know, the other thing that, that gets me, uh, like, sort of, we talk about Jake's decisions and the, like, moral implications. The very low bar he has set for his own life? Well, it's everybody in this. He's well, not 12. everybody. Mostly Cassie, but other people keep talking about how, like, okay, what the Yerks is doing is wrong. Taking DNA from people without their consent would be wrong. Like, we can agree that both of these things are wrong. Can we stop acting like they're equivalent? Like, that's the thing. They keep acting like it's the same thing. Oh, it is so not. I think in this, they even say explicitly, it's not the same thing. It's a step in the direction. Yeah, I was about to say... The argument can be made that at some point Yerkes just went, this is our nature and we're going to use our gift and just maybe with these one creatures and nothing else. So I think it's more of like, this is a slipping stone. No, this is like level 85 versus level four. Yeah. Not the same thing, but. That's, that's a fair, a fair statement that it's, I mean, I get like, no, we shouldn't do it. It is still wrong in the grand scheme of wrong. But there have been a couple people. Then what makes us different from the Yerks? Well, the fact that theirs is way, way worse. You know, yeah. that was my my thought. But now that makes sense. We don't want to do this because we don't want to head in that direction. I can live with that. That moral dilemma. I feel like they kind of miss the bigger issue. There is that, like, if they take the DNA of someone, so they become the dude that's getting on this plane. Are they going to cause this dude to miss his flight? What repercussions are going to come from that? Like, that part's never discussed. And I feel like that's yeah. kind of a bigger deal in this that's true. one scenario. How would we would actually impact this person's life if we yeah. Yeah. take his spot? Yeah. He could miss the birth of his child. Yeah. He could miss that big job interview. He could be on a plane that ends up crashing. I was going to say, he could not die in a plane crash. <laughs> 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 he could not end up being a supporting character on Lost. <laughs> there you go. What did you think of Marco's online girlfriend? I rolled my eyes at this. I rolled my eyes at this because since I did spend so much time online doing the stuff I did, I had to deal with a lot of, oh, well, they're probably not who you think they are. Oh, definitely. It's very interesting. The like, don't trust anybody on the internet. And like versus now, I, st- I still have very good friends who I met online. I'm like, yeah, if I had listened to those voices, that would not be the case. And I know people did do it, and there were places online where that did happen. But I'm sorry, yeah, I don't know. It felt like too PSA for me. But I think for this time, it was needed. Yeah. I, you know what you you say PSA I I got I didn't get PSA at all I got total goof like it was a little throwaway joke 
I mean, in the context of the story throwaway joke, in the context of, oh, hey, I'm talking about stuff online, I better tell the kids that, you know, people aren't always who they say they are. I mean, I do remember my first internet boyfriend. I was very young, and my mother had to sit down and have the conversation. Like, don't trust people online. Don't give out your information. Because apparently AOL is just collecting it so someone can find it anyways. Yeah, it's actually an evil space alien who is trying to hunt down his own kind and cannibalize them. Oh, God. You sift email, you spy on chat rooms. You know human, te- yeah, you know human <laughs> computer technology, he said. Uh, this is like the entirety of the modern use of the internet and big data is all based on Joe Bob Finister and his, his cannibalistic habits. I love that he just out and said it. I've become a cannibal. Like, uh, you know, way to, way to put it all out there and not try to like candy coat any of it. And Hey, you know what? He is a fine young cannibal. (laughs) He drives his brother crazy. (laughs) Like no one else. Do you think he and his host actually partner up? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Really? Because he even kind that, of that guy is that like that's a bullshit he's thing like, that he said. The 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 uh, like he's like a just a Superman villain like waiting to happen to me. I I think it's like this. I think that no, it was not a consensual thing early on. Yeah. I think probably to some degree of Stockholm. I can but see the that. Yerk did give this dude a very comfortable life. He gave him a comfortable life and he Other than eating a slug every three I was about days. to say he is eating the kind, so it is kind of like vindictive. Also, how do you not just throw that up? I mean, we don't know what the final preparation there is. We know he has to harvest yurks, but it never says he's, like, eating them lightly sautéed in a wine sauce. But here's the thing. Granola bars. He turns them into granola bars. Here's the thing. The yurk has to leave the brain to absorb these rays. You can't Uh just, like, have a host go stand in these rays and they absorb it through that way. So how is this working? Uh, he didn't explain the physics of Oh, it. no shit. That's why I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's I don't bonded to alcohol. The alcohol that. particles carry it into the brain. That's bullshit. <laughs> According to the internet. <laughs> okay. Uh, protein, fat, carbohydrates, and vit- vitamins and minerals can cross to the brain, which is basically everything. That's probably not. What's that source there? Livestrong.com. Isn't that uh, uh Lance Armstrong. Yeah, I was gonna say the cheating with bicyclist. Um Characteristics of compounds that cross the blood blood brain barrier. Um this is a scientific article that I don't think anybody wants me to read out. Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. Um uh, so you think he's killing the people and then just like, like, full on Silence of the Lambs, like cutting the head open and eating it straight out of the brain? No, I think that the Yerk has a way of killing them as they're trying to get out. No, I think he's cutting them open because they're only going to crawl out when they're dead. Aww. Yeah. I no, I think he is like, absolutely like, so hooking, like him, hooking those human controllers up to a can opener. So like totally like Ray Liotta. Wasn't that Ray Liotta who got his brain open and, and 
one of the Silence of the Lambs movies, and he was like still talking while he was eating part of his brain. Hey, Tim. Yeah? Who are you talking to? Uh, anybody that actually Alex knows. Alex doesn't see movies, and I've only read those books. Oh, all right. Then the people at home. <laughs> Sorry. Tweet me and tell me if it was Ray Liotta, hey. or if I'm wrong. Hey, I hear that I hear that uh, Joe Bob Finister's victims keep a very open mind. <laughs> I can't. Pretty sure it was Ray Liotta. I would not be surprised because I feel like he's very 90s. Yeah. Um, there is another clue we have, by the way, that Joe Bob is, in fact, a supervillain monster. We had to know. I should head over to Marco's house and get him to pull up any articles he could find on Joe Bob Finister's house. He didn't live too far away. He flew his own private jet to his WAA offices every day. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, that's not that uncommon. That doesn't make him less of a monster. Monsters aren't rare. This is 2019. There are monsters everywhere. I know plenty of guys that do that because a... you can fly in 10 minutes and sitting in traffic takes hours. There's a there's a t-shirt. Monsters aren't rare. I want that. Monsters aren't rare. They're very common. And they all fly to work. <laughs> not saying those are the only monsters. But if they're flying to work, they are monsters. It's part of a Yerk plot to advance global warming. That's fair. To be fair, most of the guys that I know, they fly their piston aircraft and not jets, because that is kind of lazy. I mean, don't don't rev up a jet just to do that. But, you know, a little Cessna 152, why not? Look, Cessna 152's insurance costs you a lot less than it does to have car insurance. I'm just saying. Having a plane and flying it costs you more. I'm very aware. <laughs> and does more harm. I'm very aware of all this. I'm just saying, you can get plane insurance for like $400 a year. You work for AOL <laughs> fucking teleconference. <laughs> Look, AIM was never as good as Yahoo Messenger. Bite your tongue. No, no, I will die on this hill. It was far, far more widely used. Yahoo Messenger, I'd argue, even back in the mid-2000s, still had better video quality and consistency than Skype does now. I very much used Yahoo Messenger way more than I ever used. Skype's a piece of shit. But Yahoo Messenger was way more stable, and it had all those secret hidden emoticons. That weren't ever in the little menu that popped up, but if you knew how to make them, you could have little light bulbs or clowns. I had a Mac. And it I did too. Put <laughs> all of the Messenger apps in one app, and it was perfect. Oh no, this was before the existence of Apple's solo app. I loved that thing. I did too. I used it once it became available with Yahoo and AIM both, but mostly I mean, I used it for those two and MSN Messenger and there was another one. Uh, ICQ. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that need to be t-shirts, Tim. Yeah. Reassert your individual consciousness. (laughs) That was great. Yes. Yes. I want that on a shirt. Yes, that is. There great. is a non-zero chance that the next shitty Andalite <laughs> is just going to be an Andalite wearing a "Reassert Your Individual Consciousness" shirt. 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep, absolutely. I mean, nothing is going to top the one that I did today that will not be used until April. Yep. That one is great. Because I'm going to be very busy in April, needed to go ahead and do it so it didn't get missed because it has to happen. (laughs) Yep. But, uh, yes, reassert your individual consciousness, that's a shirt. The end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, guess what? 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 Andalites don't poop. What? (sighs) How did we arrive at this one? I'm because afraid to the ask idea... because I don't want a third fucking episode in a row about poop. Don't blame me. Blame Kay Applegate for writing about poop. No, they just don't use toilets in this way. No? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that... I didn't get that they don't poop out of this. Hold on, let me read It's this. because Axe what? doesn't understand that Tobias is in a bowl and why it's covered up. Axe also doesn't understand the basic concept of a diaper. X doesn't understand the concept of a diaper. He doesn't understand retrieving a full diaper. He doesn't understand... He knows what a toilet is because he accepts in the last book that, oh, this is an Andalite toilet that they have. I believe it he was a waste receptacle. Huh? Nothing. I still don't think this, this says that they don't poop. It doesn't it just say it. They, he is They just poop outside. He has so little working knowledge of the 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 dynamics of pooping. <laughs> I don't think he poops. I think he is so sheltered and paid so little attention in class that he has yet to learn about poop in the way Elfanger has. But I don't think Andalites poop. I am I am decided Andalites do not poop. I'm 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 gonna have to diametrically oppose this. Andalites do poop because they consume. They are highly efficient. They can re- they clearly relieve themselves in some way, but I do not think that they poop. I would love to know what your alternative to pooping that they relieve themselves is. They just like emit it. They sweat it out. Yes. Or maybe they, like, purge, like, actively purge back out through their hooves. Maybe they purge in some other way, but I do not think they poop in the way that humans poop. I love how you're doing the little, you're doing, like, the little politician, like, hand thing while you're doing this, like, this is the platform they're running on. He's like, I've got the laser pen, let me pull up the presentation behind me. Do not joke. I will come in with a PowerPoint no, presentation next no, time. No. Maybe, no. 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 Andalites, no pooping. Done. Decided. You'll have to convince me otherwise. I'm gonna... We're, we're gonna take this one to the Discord. Maybe we need to set up some kind of poll or something. Twitter poll. It's a Twitter, Twitter poll. poll. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll make that a thing. What do you think it says about Tobias? That Jake has morphed into a rhino and is charging through these gates. And instead of yelling like dogs, he yells doggies. Oh, I didn't even catch that. It made me laugh so hard. Just because I was like, (laughs) Tobias is a two-year-old child. (laughs) I mean, he's a little bit of a bird brain. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. 
I guess it's just a little reminder that they're kids in yeah. case you were yeah, forgetting that's true. that they aren't that's like okay. an elite military team. I will team. take that. Yeah. But two things. First, who among us, if we saw a puppy, <laughs> would not... not shout either puppy or doggy? <laughs> they're not puppies. No, I am, I, am abs- I do that. To, that dog could be 20 years old. I'd still yell puppy. Yeah. But this yeah. is, these are trained Rottweilers. I don't care if I see one, especially if I can fly out of their reach. Doggy! (laughs) (laughs) I almost adopted a Rottweiler. My second point is, if this were in 2019, Tobias would have shouted, it's a heckin' floofer. (laughs) Probably. Maybe we removed just, like, floofer. Doggo, ahoy! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, society. And now Tim's not the oldest one on the podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> I've already had my moment today where I looked at the generation younger than me and went, oh, you guys are really self-obsessed, huh? And I don't think I'm going to tweeze my white eyebrows. I'm just going to let them grow in. It's going to happen. It's fine. <clears throat> I feel like they made jokes about that on Full House. Not Fuller House. Full House. What? White eyebrows? Jesse plucking white eyebrows. I mean, I do have white eyebrow hair, like that I. Yeah, I do too. So, but I'm saying I don't think the idea of plucking them is a new thing. No, but I'm just saying it it is actually something that I do, and that I go, "Wow, I'm getting old." It wasn't like a joke. That is like okay, (laughs) sign to myself that I'm getting old. Now, reminded again that I even have eyebrows. And I did momentarily try to look at them. I can see mine. Not in any kind of mirror or anything. I just looked up to see if I could see white ones. I can see mine when I look up. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. Hey, apropos of nothing, because we gotta get out of that. uh, Once again, we get the whole Marco-Zena thing. Don't hurt me with the chakram of your wit, Zena, huh? Chakram, Marco said, like any idiot should know the word the metal frisbee thing Xena throws what are you people cultural morons so I'm a cultural moron who's never seen an episode of Xena and I felt very called out by this <laughs> did you know what a chakram was I did because I played yeah. RPGs yeah tells of Symphonia Colette fights with them anyway there is a new Xena comic coming out in a couple of months written by Vita Ayala and it will be very good oh, and this sweet. is just me mentioning that because we talk about Xena so fucking much on here Hey, if you're into Xena, go read that comic, because Vita Ayala's stuff is great. I just reviewed Submerge again for something else. Yeah. So good. So I think we have one more large point to hit. Before we do that, we have been requested, though, who do you think Joe Bob Finster is? I spent about three minutes before I started this call trying to answer that question and do not have a satisfying answer. So I'm going to say evil Bill Gates. That's what I thought. I thought the Windows thing. I think he is. He is an uh, yeah. Just because Finster means window, and yeah. I don't have yeah. a better answer than that. So I went with William von Meister, who is one of the creators of AOL, who is a German prince, by the way. So that just feeds into the whole, as Tim pointed out uh, earlier. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does that mean there are two princes? Oh man. Oh no. God. <laughs> Have I gotten to make a second two princes <laughs> reference in this podcast? 
Is that happening right now? Do one, two princes deal before me? Oh, no. I'm just going to keep Princes, quiet. Princes who adore me? I, I, uh, mm. I, don't know how to, I don't know how to come back from that one. I just feel well, like... Well, this one's got a princely racket. This is the most absurd, like, regal name. So I could see Kay Applegate being like, no, fuck this shit. Joe yeah. Bob. He is now Joe Bob. Yeah. Joseph Robert. Nope. Joe Bob. Yep. Yep. Oh, is that what Bob was short for? I was trying to, I was sitting there and I was like, what is Bob short for again? It's, so, it's short of... for Bobbert. Okay. Bobbert. It's good to know. I kept thinking of Joe Bob Briggs every time I read it. I don't know if you remember who Joe Bob Briggs was. Nope. He was the guy who hosted the monster movies on TNT. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it was TNT. I don't remember. Is it TNT or USA? They used to be no, like... That was one of them. Back yeah, I, 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 I couldn't swear to that either way. But, yeah. We got two more moral dilemmas. Before we get very serious about those. Anything less serious? Um... Or, well, yeah. I do have two more things. I'm not sure which moral dilemmas you're on. I do have, uh, I do have one passage here in my notes. Uh, they ran. I ran after them. Jake is a rhinoceros right now. It took about three seconds for me to catch the first one. I plowed right into him, felt contact with his soft, mushy body, tossed my head, and... Let's just say that particular man won't be sitting down for a long, long time. Because he's dead! He's fucking dead, Jake! (laughs) Dead! You're a rhino! You ran into his soft, mushy body. Bodies shouldn't mush. Once they have mushed, they dead. You killed a man. <laughs> like Al Powell, you killed a kid. <laughs> he is dead. You are a murderer. You are like Joe Bob Finister. <laughs> whose house you might have burnt down. Yeah, no, that was no, that's I, what... I'm pretty sure that wasn't might. I'm pretty sure that was that was as subtly an ad, an admission of guilt as possible. Unless Cassie did it, or Visser. These are our suspects. Visser 3, Cassie, and Jake. Yeah. Which was one of the big moral dilemmas that I think we do actually need to talk about in a serious manner. <laughs> I can't. I cannot talk about that seriously. What, burning down someone's like, house and being potentially the first person that they kill in this the minute, The minute I read that, I was like, oh, Jake's an arsonist. I immediately pictured, like, Jake, but in that girl smiling into the camera as a house burns me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, or it could have been Cassie, or it could have been Visser 3. Maybe Visser 3 in front of a burning house is this week's show. <laughs> mm. But okay, so you guys are coming at this that Joe Bob's fine. No, I mean, maybe. I no. don't know. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he's wrong for burning down his house. It sounds no, no, like I a neat way wrong. to get around what he said. Yeah. But. Like, like, Joe Bob when, is dead, right? Oh, no, 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 no. We he's don't just have displaced. a body, so... Yeah, Joe Bob is just displaced. And that no, was the no. whole point of burning down no, his no. house. If Joe there's Bob... no body. Joe Bob's house was burned down after Jake said you can't leave it, and so thus that gives Jake's yeah. ground to kill him. So yeah, thus I don't he think did. he's done it yet. I don't know if he's done it yet. You gotta yeah, habeas that corpus, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, I assume that that is at a future time I will now murder him. But as for right now, I'm free and clear because I held up my end of the bargain. Yeah. He's out of his house. Now the next time I see him, I have a license to kill. Yeah, that's the way that I read it. No, I read it as I got him out of this house and killed him. I read this as we have officially, like, actively tried to murder someone. But why are we sure it's Jake and not Cassie or Visser 3? I don't think it's Cassie because Cassie wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And at some point I think she is going to cross the line. But I don't think she has yet because she literally goes, we shouldn't let him live. And Jake goes, but you won't do it. and he, See, Or you want me to do it. And she can't say no to that. She doesn't know how to say no to that. Really? Yeah. Um, see, I think this is Jake doing the young dude posturing. Oh, yeah, it could have been me. I could have burned it down. I hated this guy and his house got burnt down. It's me. I I, I did it, maybe. I don't think that's in tone you don't with this know. book. Huh? I don't think that's in tone with this book series. Oh, I, I read it as he totally did it. Like, he he totally did it. And, uh, I like, he's going to kill... Again? He has tasted <laughs> again, first blood? Yes. He's going to kill again. Yes. I would, I would be okay this way, if Jake Cassie is played by burned Michael down C. the house, <laughs> and thus, Jake killed him. Yeah. But I truly believe Jake killed him. I, I do believe this guy is dead. The couple who slays together stays together. Man, no. We're going to have a lot of conversations about that a year from now, two years from now, whenever we're done with this. I'm sorry. I I cannot take this plot point seriously at all. It is stupid dude posturing. I don't think Jake is... If this was Marco, I would totally be on board. But Jake is not... He has yet to do anything that lets me believe that he would just make this comment for the sake of making this comment. This is uh, a war. So, so am I taking that all three of us are landing on a different way of reading this? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, that's so fun because it seems so like, like when I read it, that was the only way to read it. I didn't read it as having another way to read it. So Jake's yeah. a cyclops. Jake doesn't actually get shit done. The Wolverine Rachel would have done it. Jake didn't do it. Jake is pretending like he did it. That is my stance. We're really going with the Rachel's Wolverine? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Jesus Christ. It, it totally fits. In this metaphor, it fits. Yeah. Hey, my favorite Wolverine runs involve him running a school of kids and grifting intergalactic casinos to be able to pay his bills. Using the powers of his kids. Getting back to Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yes, Spider-Man being Peter Parker... Probably at some point has had to follow a trail of dirty diapers. <laughs> wow. Getting back. The old Parker luck. Two animals. <laughs> <laughs> so are you under the impression that he's coming back, Tim? Uh, no, that was actually what I was, uh, was going to get to. No. Uh, like, okay, long range prediction here. We're never going to see this character again. Counterpoint. So the ultimate, like... Yeah, Tim is saying yeah. that we're definitely seeing yeah. his character again. But like, that's my thought is is Tim is occasionally like, right. I mean, like he did pretty much Meg, predict the entire last book. Mega, 
Meg gets to think that he's dead. Uh, I get to think that he's not dead, but his house is burned down by Jake, and Alex gets to, like, none of that. Like, we all get to leave this conversation with our own beliefs, because it's not going to come up again. I no, will I admit too much that my first reaction was that JB burned down his own house because it was so wrecked. But as Jake kept talking, Jake, if this had been Marco, I would entirely agree with you, but yeah. Jake doesn't posture like this. He's not, you know, he looked at this dilemma and goes, you're right, but I just told him I'm going to let him live under these conditions. I think Cassie burned it down and Jake killed him. That's where I'm going to land it on. But no, yeah, we won't see this character again. He's done. And so you don't think the final battle is like twin versus twin? Oh man, it would be fun, but no. You're killing me, Joe Bob! Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, Vista 3 would absolutely destroy Joe Bob. And um, an Andalite body? He wouldn't have a prayer. So, and yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, Joe Bob is the smart one. It wouldn't matter. Vista 3 would... It would it would end quickly. So a nine-year-old child is concerned that dad is a yerk what advice do you give nine-year-old child the same advice yeah the same advice that cassie gave him i i don't know that you could come up with anything better than that (laughs) i feel like that sounds like a a challenge (laughs) i'm not going to oh no 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 yeah no i don't that wasn't a you no i know (laughs) personally that was the the general you um but uh yeah i that's about as good as you can do. Don't don't confront him about it and don't trust him. As the person who typically agrees with or at least defends Cassie's viewpoints on this podcast, she is wrong here. She's internalizing another person's actions as her own guilt, and that's not healthy, and she should not do that. She did the right thing. I agree. I think she did the right thing. I don't... I get where they're coming from that both Jake and Cassie have very healthy relationships with their parents. And so telling a child, hey, don't trust your parents can weigh heavy on you. A child that is at most like four years younger than you. But at some point in life, you have to realize that your parents are going to be wrong about something. And I don't know. I kind of took it as more that feeling rather than like the way Cassie seems to be embracing it but i do like jake's response that i think is going to have some major repercussions for cassie you know she's starting to you can't get through this war we're 16 books in we got a lot longer to go everybody's going to do something evil and i don't know if cassie's going to ever be okay i mean obviously she's never going to be okay with that i don't know if she's ever going to be able to do that i don't know if i don't know like the cassie portion of this is you 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 talk about how like everybody's got to do something evil. I I don't know. Like so far, I haven't seen anything to make me think that Cassie could or will. Does that make sense? Like not saying that she's weak or anything like that. I don't mean that by any means. It's just like she's she seems to be easily the most concerned with doing the right thing at all times. But there are situations where there is no right thing. Sure. And sure. what is Cassie going to do then? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I don't think I have an answer for that right now because yeah, seeing how she reacted 
with Jake and Joe Bob. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds because I don't I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, Cassie didn't burn anyone's house down. I'm with Tim on that. Now that my microphone's yeah. working again. I don't think Tim said that, but sure. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah. I'll, uh, One of you said I'll that. No, I, no, yeah. no, no. I said that she did, but I don't know if Tim actually took the stance say. that she didn't, but sure. No, Tim she... said that she's about doing the right thing and yeah. not doing immoral things, that... and burning down someone's house is conventionally immoral. Someone yep. who she knows is killing humans? A controller yep. that is killing humans? But she doesn't know who, you know, what innocent guards are sitting in the house right now. Does he have any prisoners held in there right now? Fine, then Jake did both. Uh, Jake did one. Jake will do the other. <laughs> Jake didn't do it, and we will never hear Jake say he did it ever again. <laughs> so, how do we feel about Jake's mom's advice? As um, I said earlier, Jake's mom yeah, has got it going on. She's the best. For anybody who hasn't, isn't reading along, I don't know why you're not. Her advice is essentially, like, it sucks to tell teenagers, like, you think it's tough now just wait which i'm sure we all got that advice because yep. teens don't have the experience or the emotional ability to deal with their emotions and also then you look at teenagers and you're just like oh that sucks yeah. at least i'm not going yeah. through that so. i mean her message is other people's trauma doesn't negate your own which is yep. a yep. valuable thing that even now more people need to understand yes yep yeah. Anything else that we want to discuss? Um, we hit everything I had. We haven't chosen any other fictional property to assign the Animorphs to for this one. Perhaps after the Renton debacle, we shouldn't try. <laughs> no, I was going to say, not without like proper notice. Way more fun <laughs> assigning us to properties than I did the Animorphs. And to be fair, I said like weeks earlier when we were watching it that I was going to say the thing on the show. Yeah, sometimes so. you think I listen to you and I'm not. I'm watching Rent, <laughs> so. <laughs> Alright, Alex, what do you have for us this week? Ah, yes. I did find something. As much fun as it would have been to put Meg on the spot with her animal article. Thank God, because I didn't actually go back and reread it. Yeah. Um... Crabs are a fan of Seinfeld. This is so you. Okay. Specifically Elaine. They enjoy sponges. I feel like this is a Seinfeld joke and I don't get it. I'm the same way. Okay. It is a Seinfeld joke. It's okay. Just go with it. That was hilarious. I totally understood all of that. Yeah. Okay. This, this, that joke was definitely sponge worthy. <laughs> um... There is a species of crabs that build hats out of sea sponges. There are about, a, well, specifically, there's a family of crabs, I should say. There are about 130 or so species of sponge crabs in the family Dromidae that make oversized hats out of living sponges. They cut themselves a chunk of sponge and shape it to fit, then carry it on their backs using special spines or on their rear limbs. Hold on. I am quoting an article from National Geographic. Yes. One, this sounds like off-brand SpongeBob SquarePants that you're going to see in Times Square. And two, the thing that they carry on their back is called hats. <laughs> A hat is consistently in quotation marks here. <laughs> like, it's just, it for 
I really was thinking they put something on their head. So that's why I was like, okay, this is cute. They've got their shell and they've got a hat. (laughs) This is a whole Andalite pants discussion all over again is where do crabs wear their hats? On their head! (laughs) For their research... Keita Harada of the Shirahama Aquarium and Katsushi Kagaya, an animal physiologist with the Hakubi Center at Kyoto University, set up an experiment using artificial sponges as hats. The team chose a melamine sponge material, like you see in cleaning erasers, and set it in uh, set it in tanks with crabs uh, of various sizes. And then videotaped, because they're not Yerks, what the <laughs> crabs did with them. And not only were, the, were they surprised that cra- the crabs would use artificial foam, but the amount of time and craftsmanship that the crabs took in making these hats uh, was astonishing. Just to cut out the right-sized chunk piece of foam... On average, a crab took 50 minutes, five zero minutes, wow. almost an hour. And as much as five hours carving it down and digging out the hole that their body would eventually fill. Beyond that, like, different crabs had their own style. <laughs> like, each crab did it differently. And they suggest that, like, personality traits inside within the crab's, you know, own habit, own learning, uh, might actually affect how they approach what am good hat. I love this so much. Um, particularly large crabs, specifically crabs over, uh, where is the size? I think it was 19 centimeters? Uh, larger crabs did not actually make a hat because the, the the speculation here is that the protection offered by the hat probably was minimal to their shell once fully grown. Uh, about nine centimeters. I'm sorry. Size. What? So what the fuck is the hat? <laughs> well, is it a protection in, until they in, grow a shell? Do they grow shells? Well, in a in a like natural environment. The sponges they're using are often poisonous, or at least provide uh, uh, camouflage. So when they're smaller crabs and less capable of protecting themselves, they use these, and when they're bigger and fully developed, they don't. They use shells. They use hats when they're little. And they use shells when they're bigger? This species of crab doesn't I, I mean this Repeat these the are species of crabs said. specifically species of crabs that specifically wear sponges they are called sponge crabs oh that's right okay 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 han as opposed I'm gonna to, need her- you to do me a favor hermit crabs you want to see the video tim is that what you want no i want i want han to knit me a camouflage back hat okay so here's two things <laughs> i'm going to say i have made a camouflage hat before i'm going to camouflage beanie for my grandfather and two, I definitely have patterns for some Marvel s- snails. So there, there we go. It'll be my 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 camouflage back hat that won't go on my head. Okay. 
I'm excited about this. Okay. <laughs> I just, why so, the fuck are we calling it a hat? <laughs> I, it's a back hat now. <laughs> I mean, crabs are all head with a bunch of legs <laughs> sticking out. What do you want from them? Are they? These are mostly head, yeah. These are... <laughs> like, they've got eye stalks coming out of their fronts. <laughs> I feel ridiculous right now. And I'm going to blame it on the fact that I don't like water, so I don't understand sea creatures. <laughs> so, here is what I'm going to pitch. We morph... We morph crabs and make designer hats. They'll probably be very small, so to monetize them, we sell them as American Girl accessories. But we'd have to morph three times to finish a hat. <laughs> That's fine. It took uh, it took uh, 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 Surratt much longer to finish the hat than that. We've done lobster morphs before, right? That was that was an earlier book, right? We've done lobster trivia. No, 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 no. Marco's no. done That's lobster morphs. That's what I was morphs. asking. Yes. Yeah. Because he almost got Le Poisson. Similar brain? Are we talking a very panicky brain? I mean, we're talking about creatures that cut apart sponges and wear them as hats to hide, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so you want to be in a panicky brain for six hours making a hat. Is there any way... It's called art, Meg. Is there any way... <laughs> like, you do two hours, I'll do two hours, Tim does two hours... Well, like a no, because that's... each one of us has our own style. <sighs> Fine, whatever. Fine. We'd have to go in for two hours, come out, take a break, go back in, and no anxiety and being panicky are not, you know, exactly traits that are that are alien to artists. Find me what? an article that says that crabs can take like LexiPro or something, <laughs> and then two. How about I just be the person that sells them in, like, hipster marketplaces? I'm or coming back. American Girl Dolls? Yes. The next time we record, I'm coming with a personally designed foam hat. All right. I am Googling crab antidepressants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is already uh, Okay. Here's a bonus, bonus article. Prozac puts crabs in a mood to take deadly wrists. Risks. <laughs> Little little skydiving crab or like bungee jumping or <laughs> yeah that's it they go bungee jumping yeah uh, researchers interest or weren't interested in finding the right dose of antidepressants uh, rather they were interested in seeing how the drug which would make it into the crab's ocean home through contaminated runoff might affect the animal's behavior particularly they found that bayshore crab stops hiding from predators. When exposed to low levels, uh, the changes we observed in their behaviors may mean that crabs living in harbors and estuaries contaminated with fluoxetine are at a greater risk of predation and mortality. Study researcher Elise Granick, a professor in the Department of Environmental Science and Management at Portland State University, said in the statement. So I can be a crab that sits there and says, and like, builds my sponge. And yells as birds like come by or bigger fishes. I don't know what the fuck eats a crab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, be like, and there's always a bigger fish. Do you want a piece of me? 
And then go cliff diving. And then go cliff diving, yes. Yeah. All right, let's do this. They go, they go base jumping. And then <laughs> the hat rips away and a parachute comes out. I'm all for this. I'm on board. Of the 90 drugged crabs, 25 were killed by predators. Oh, shit. Six male crabs died in battle with another crab. <laughs> all right. Uh... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a link here to an article about a fight between crabs and octopi. Like, do we just want nope, to keep going good. down we're this so rabbit good. hole? Yep. This is... So they're they're reapers. They're little crab reapers. If you give a crab a, a sponge, he'll want to make a hat. But in order to make a hat, he'll need to take care of his anxiety. In order to take care of his anxiety, you give him SSRIs. But because you gave him SSRIs, now he wants to fight a crab. Because he fought another crab and won, now he wants to fight an octopus. Are we writing the most twisted children's Yep, book? I like this. Okay, this is... TM, 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 TM. But we have to make it in a positive way that says that taking antidepressants and anxiety medication is okay. Oh yeah, no, that's great. He dies from global warming anyway. That's fine, there we it go. Had nothing to there do we with go. that. Perfect. The best yeah. kid story. Okay. He jumps out of an airplane, his parachute deploys, he's fine, but the sea is boiling and he dies. All right. So, any reviews? Any new fan letters nope. or anything online? Nope. The one thing I got, I got someone who had another theory about... Um, so, last episode we talked about Marco and why he's not telling uh, the rest of the group about his mom. And uh, a listener pointed out that we did not discuss the idea of um, having to kill her. And and how much that knowing that it's his mom gets weighed because we know Marco's not going to do it, but would it sway the other characters? Apparently, Jake and Cassie will. <laughs> you know what? I don't like your tone, but that's okay. <laughs> Essentially, maybe Marco doesn't point out that Visor One is his mom because he doesn't want them to know if they have to kill her. And have to live with the guilt of killing Marco's yeah, mom. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So. But he gives a lot of other reasons for it, too. No, he does. Yeah. It's just that it's, you know, yeah. something that we didn't discuss that we yeah. no, it, out. It's, like. I'm sure, a piece of it. Yep. Uh, we also had in the Discord, We asked. I asked for uh, comments or questions. That's where Ian asked about who Joe Bob might be. Uh, Christina, who does our show art. Uh, mentioned that she and a friend used to use Joe Bob as a placeholder for unimportant characters. While writing, yes. <laughs> until you uh, work him in. I really am curious if he uses this rhinomorph again. Because it seems like... There's no way he doesn't. We yeah. we kind of get stuck in these, like, we've got our battle ones. we got our flying ones. And we've got the morph of the day. Yeah. Oh, and we've got our swimming ones too. I forgot those. So, I would like this the rhino to come back into rotation at some point. All right, Tim. Next up, we've got a Rachel book. Okay. Give us those predictions. Um. Okay. So I saw the title. It's going to come back to me in just a second. I think it's. I think it's the underground. It is the underground. Okay. Which makes me think we're gonna, like a. A lot of velvet like, underground, like a beaver or a mole or something, something that digs. Okay. 
What else is underground? Yeah, that's um, Yorkpool, maybe. That would that would be a solid guess. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'll go with. Uh, some kind of digging animal, which I don't think is an insect. <sighs> I don't know, but that's how they get to a York pool. They're gonna dig down to a York pool. Do we want to mad lib it again? Do we? Uh, do you have any idea where the York pool entrance is gonna be? No, because if they're digging down to it, I really don't like that. Kind of doesn't make sense because the other entrances have been, you know, pretty much like doors you can walk through. True. So um, that it sounds to me like if they're getting to a York pool, they're backdooring it somehow. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, next episode is going to be a pretty special one. We are going to have a panelology crossover. Yeah. Where we have. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, I'm last so excited about this. Panelology host Brian is going to come join us. He has not read a single Animorphs book, <laughs> nor does he listen to the podcast. And it's going to be interesting to get his ideas as someone. Tim, you won't be the oldest on the episode. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. We're the most clueless. (laughs) In the context of Animorphs. Which is saying something. You'll get to feel smart. In the sense of Animorphs. Yes. This is the other half of our our crossover from when earlier on all of us did panelology. Yes leaving Brian out, and we didn't want him to miss any fun. Yeah, and... <laughs> I really can't wait to hear his reactions to the book. Hey, you know what I just noticed in here? What is that? What's that? Not only is there a uh, a teaser for number 17, there's also a teaser for Megamorphs 2 in the back of this Yeah, we one. are is coming really? up on uh, Megamorphs 2. Let me pull up the book list really quick. Am I allowed to look at it or no? No, nope. you may not see the title. No, you of cannot this look one. at anything Putting because if down. Megamorphs Two is the one I'm thinking that it is, no, you're going to as blind okay. as we can make you. It yeah. is. It is back down out of my hands. It is absolutely the one I want Tim to know the least about. So yeah, well, you got the underground, the decision, and then Megamorphs Two. So we're going to go. Oh, wow. To a Rachel book, an Axe book, and then Megamorphs Two. We need to schedule so that I can watch Tim read this book. I feel like we need to live stream his reactions to Megamorphs. How about we do this at the end of the, um, the decision, which is the ax book. We will have Tim grab the book and get his reaction to the cover. It's not the same as being there, but that's probably the best we can. I mean, you guys can read it together if you want. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not going to sit on a call and just watch Tim read because yeah. I got a feeling that I read a little bit faster. Especially as irritated as y'all would get when y'all are like, okay, we're done. I'm like, okay, I'm on page 45. I don't know why the image of our reading it together involves us sitting under a tree on a picnic <laughs> basket and my reading it to him. But that is what I pictured when you said that. Are you feeding him some hot grapes while, while this is going on? <laughs> oh, there she did it. Oh, I didn't. I almost gave up on it. Oh, so good. You're welcome. Okay, that's it. We have to end on hot grapes. All right. <laughs> Nothing will top that. We would like to thank Christina Spinks for our show art. If you are interested in getting some cool art from her, email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit her at Chaos Does Art on Instagram or check her out in our Discord. Peep our social meets. We're at Minds at York on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyork at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyork.com. Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. At some point, I'm going to do that in the uh, phonetic alphabet, because it's very hard to not do that. Like the Shavian alphabet? Like Yankee, Echo, Echo, Romeo, Kilo. <laughs> if you like us and want to help us out. <laughs> I said that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> is Kilo really the K in yep, that alphabet? It is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh. I had to learn it when giving out aircraft tail numbers. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher choice. And if we are not on your podcatcher of choice, let us know and we'll get on there. Say when. When. She nodded. I could really hear that page turn. It was great. <laughs> All right. I've been Megan. I am and will continue to be alex and i am currently tim and until then we fight <laughs>